Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Another weekend of Christmas movies in the books. I know. It's like somehow it's going so fast yet so slow all at the same time. <laughs> I know. It's like we're cruising along and I just looked at the calendar and we're about at the Thanksgiving movies now. So yeah. And they don't go all the way to Christmas. Like you would think Christmas movies would go to Christmas. Well, I think that might be because they're not done filming them. Well, they didn't even announce the names or anything. I feel like they choose these things up to the last very minute because you know that they'll pull a movie a few days before it's supposed to even come on like they did with Country at Heart way back when. Yeah, but if it's Countdown to Christmas, wouldn't you think that they would have the Christmas movies up to Christmas? Because I think they stop on the 13th is the last movie that they have announced at this point. That's what I'm saying. They don't know yet. It would make sense that they would have it planned, but I'm guessing they're still working on stuff and trying to decide. I don't know. I don't remember last year how it went. Maybe they just don't have enough time to do them with COVID. I don't know. I think there's going to be more premieres after the 13th. They're just not announcing it yet because they don't know. Because that means because there's one more weekend after the 13th before Christmas. Yep. And then it'll be Christmas. And then normally I think they try to do a New Year's movie. Yeah. They And they usually have a Wind Calls the Heart. Is that on Christmas Day or is that on New Year's Day Eve? I think that's on Christmas. And I know they're doing a Wind Calls the Heart this year. I'm pretty sure I saw stuff for it. But that wouldn't be a countdown to Christmas movie either because it's already Christmas. <laughs> Well, I think they would still include it, though. I don't know. We'll find out. We already know we don't like their scheduling, so. That is true. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. No matter how we try to figure it out, we can't. Nope. So, oh, well. And we're not even here to talk about Hallmark anyway right now. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) We're trying something a little different this week. We are going to try for shorter episodes to see if maybe that makes it easier for listening. So this episode, we're doing the Lifetime movies. And then right after this, there will be a Hallmark episode. So no waiting in between. And you guys, we should put like a, maybe we should do a poll on yeah. Instagram or something and see, let people tell us what they preferred. Yeah, Knowing long the way episode? polls normally go, it's going to be half and half. Yeah. <laughs> Two different kinds of people. Yep. Cause I, but right down the middle. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, you are someone who likes like hour long, longer episodes, right? And I prefer shorter. Well, I prefer, if I was going to pick my peak amount of time, 30 to 45 minutes would be like where I like it. But Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I I have issues with over an hour, but I don't mind hour long podcasts because you can pause and come back to it. You know, if it was like a show, like on the radio or something where you have to be there to listen to the whole thing, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want it to be an hour long. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't like pausing and having to come back. I'd rather just get it all done. Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) Will you listen to more podcasts? I do. I listen to a ton of podcasts. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode in the future after Christmas. Yeah. Mine are not Hallmark appropriate. (laughs) A lot of them. Well, you know, we're, we're not just strictly Hallmark on here. We're, we do Lifetime as well. That's true. Mine are some Lifetime. I have some true crimes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is totally off topic. Okay. After this, we can get onto the Christmas movies. But as I was searching through the guide to like record Lifetime Christmas movies, I saw on the Lifetime Movie Network, which is, you know, a little separate, this movie called Deranged Granny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's about a grandma. Who like, I think she's a step grandma and she goes on a murderous rage or something to because she's obsessed with her new grandchildren. I recorded it. Wow. I know. I that's it's not, not Christmas. 
When you need a break from Christmas, you can go to Killer Grandma's. I'm going to go watch <laughs> Deranged Granny. I just, the, the title caught me. I was like, what is this craziness? So. Yeah, I, um, my favorite Lifetime one, I, I watched this when I was a kid, which is probably not kid appropriate. Sorry, guys, we already know this. This is my life. But there is one with Farrah Fawcett where she's, like, it's a real life thing that happened because a lot of them are based on true stories. And she, like, goes on trial for the attempted murder of her kids Oh my gosh. Because she drove the car. No, she shot them and said that somebody tried to steal the car or something like that. It's legit crazy. I think it's from the late 80s, but it was such a good movie. It was like suspenseful and you're like waiting to try to figure out what's going to happen. There's a twist at the end that you don't see coming. Wow. It's great. You guys should (laughs) Google Farrah Fawcett Lifetime movie. (laughs) Yeah, go watch it after all these Christmas movies. You're going to need some. Yeah. I don't even know what. Okay. All right. Back on track. So Friday night, Lifetime premiered Christmas on the Vine. And I forget the girl's name. Sorry, girl. But it has John Core in it, who I like. The girl is Juliana Gill. Okay. I knew her last name was like G with some double L's, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. That's just how I read it. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This was an okay movie. I think we both liked it all right. It was just meh. Yeah. And I (laughs) feel like The Weeknd started off on their high point and it was just meh. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like these characters were likable. I liked her personality. I know sometimes I think she verged on too much for you, but I liked her. She wasn't overly like perky or whatever for me. And she was really smart. She had a lot of great ideas for this winery. Yeah. And they were like unique ideas that you don't always see in these movies. Like sometimes their big save everything is social media and that's it. Or, you know, something that's so obvious and it's just this one thing. But for her, it was a lot of different kinds of things. Yeah, I think you started this one before me and I was like, oh, she's not just ask, telling them to create a website, is she? I'm yeah. like, I think a website matters. <laughs> like, I, I will definitely choose if I'm going to go somewhere based on whether or not they have a good website, but I won't... That wouldn't be my only deciding factor either, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's like the end-all be-all, but so often it's either creating a website or your social media presence. Yeah, it's very vague because, you know, they can't say Facebook or Instagram or Twitter (laughs) or it's like an off-brand social media platform they make up. What was – there was one that was like face, not book, but it was like face group or something like that. And I was like, well, this is super obvious. (laughs) Yeah, just like all their search engines aren't Google. Right. (laughs) Even though we all use the Google. We all use it, but we can't pay the royalties to say the name. Nope. Well, we're saying it anyway, but we're not making money off this. (laughs) No, we are not. (laughs) And they probably aren't listening. No, they don't care about us. Unless they have some huge Hallmark Lifetime fans, maybe. But you liked one of her ideas a lot, right? Yeah, I loved that wine and cookie pairing idea. I felt like it was really like a unique thing. And, you know, one of my courses in college as a hospitality major was wine pairing, like a wine tasting class. So we'd learn about the vintages and the areas in France and Italy, and we'd taste wine every single week, and then we'd get tested on it. So I actually found this really interesting because I was like... What? And I love cookies too. Let's let's make a caveat because I love to bake cookies. So I was like, what cookies could we pair with what wines? And I was like, I'm gonna have to do research on this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Carrie can do all the research because I don't care for wine. I do like the cookies, so I could have the cookies. Well, I'm not a huge <laughs> wine person either. Like, I don't even really buy it for myself or anything like that. But it's, I mean, I'm not much of a drinker anyway. I'm too much of a lightweight what? to be much of a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, one glass of wine and let's go to sleep. <laughs> oh, Carrie. But... I would be interested in figuring this out. So I'm going to like look at what things are well paired together and see if I can come up with something. Then maybe we'll do something on the Facebook group. Yeah, that that would be fun. I don't even know what makes a good pairing. Even if like outside of cookies, you know, some people have certain wines with certain meats and stuff. I don't even know what makes a good pairing for that. Yeah, it's okay. It I'm, all, not a, it's, it's, I'm not even that hardcore on it. I just feel like if it tastes good to you, because I'm not huge on red wines. Well, anyway, this is getting way derailing from the subject. <laughs> But I think as long as it tastes good, then drink it. <laughs> Got it. Well, I don't like it, so I won't drink it. Okay. All right. So what else do you have to say about this movie? Because that's about... I loved when he took her up on the mountain. Oh, yeah. And you got to look down. And my first thought was, why isn't this the label? <laughs> <laughs> This is gorgeous. It's like a mountain hill, whatever. Looking down, you see the vineyards and the house is on the on a lake. And it was so picturesque. I was like, wow. Well, I have two comments about this. One, okay. it's not on the label because his dear old grandpa didn't come up with it. <laughs> True. <laughs> he came up with whatever else their other label is. And second of all, this is the one time John Core looked his best in his, this movie. And it's because he was wearing this beanie stocking cap covering up his hair. Yeah, his hair was kind of out of this world. It was not good. It was untamed. Like, they didn't know what to do with it. And they were trying to make it look different or something. So they combed it forward with the bangs and like make it messy. And it was bangs on him is not a good look. So no. No, it was not good. So yeah, John Core looked his best on this mountain. Where he's literally <laughs> in the snowsuit and a stocking cap you can't yeah, see but you, anything you can see his eyes and his uh cute beard and his you know face so that's all cute well i was not actually i mean i didn't really pay attention to that because i didn't think he was cute from the beginning so i was like i was not you were focused on the snowy mountain i was i was like look <laughs> at that view i would live there what I find interesting is they're like walking down this mountain and she's having the hardest time in these snowshoes. And then he's like, oh, but you it's it's so worth it over this way. And then they literally take two steps. <laughs> and I'm like, how did she not look up at him and see the view behind him? <laughs> well, that and I thought it was just weird that they didn't like ski down or I don't know. Like, why'd you have to snowshoe it up there and then all the way back? You know what they needed? They needed a backpack where they could put their skis in the backpack and then put their snowshoes on to climb the mountain and then put their snowshoes in the backpack and their skis on to go down the mountain. I solved all these this problems. This would have been a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not anything that people are probably who actually ski are probably like, no, it's not that easy. Well, I've never skied, so I don't know. I've only skied once and it was on a bunny hill. So. And they were not on a bunny hill. No. Anything else? I loved, this won't spoil anything, but I loved the ending of them standing in the door of the house. Mm. I thought that that was really nice because it was Christmassy with the decorations and lights all around. I like that. And I felt it was very Christmassy with the decor and the activities. They had a lot of activities in this thing. Yeah. I really liked when they made the wreaths to give away to people. Yeah. I wasn't following that part of the storyline. <laughs> One of the best parts, 
And you didn't even pay attention. It had a hard, I had a hard time. Like it didn't like draw me in. That's fair. As and it I, got on, I lost interest. So, And I kind of lied at the beginning of this thing where I said they started off on a high note. Because to me, they kind of started off on a middle note. <laughs> they end on the higher uh, for me, but we'll yeah, get there. We'll get there. All right. So we can rate it then. Yep. So I almost gave it all threes. But I ended up giving it fours for the storyline in Candy Canes because it did have a lot of Christmas. And I I don't like normally winery storylines. But since they had her give so many different kinds of ideas and like he wasn't – it was refreshing that he wasn't immediately against her ideas and like didn't want her there. So I upped the storyline rating. I almost gave it all threes, except the set I gave a four, mostly because of the view of the winery. Of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like the views that they showed of the the vineyards and stuff like that were pretty. Three for styles, three for storyline. And Christmas, I gave it a five because they did have a lot of, and she was piling on the Christmas. Oh, yeah. They even did it's a like, commercial. She's going and getting decorations from other people. She... <laughs> She's dressing She's like, as an you elf. You don't have enough here. <laughs> this is what's going to save your winery. We need a wreath in here. Well, there's not a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you put this as love or nonsense then? Nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This was mostly a nonsense weekend for me. So, pretty much. Strap on your boots, guys. It wasn't a fantastic weekend. No. But here's my thinking on this before we go any further because I think this weekend was middle of the road for us. So I think that means that they're not good or bad movies, which means that most people will probably like them. You know, it's not like we're like, hate these movies. So then we really shouldn't watch it. (laughs) I didn't really, I mean, the next one's kind of questionable, but I didn't really hate. It just wasn't great and it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Okay. Hey guys, so for our break today, we're going to play a friendly game of bed, wed, or dead. We are going to be doing this with the three main actors in each of the movies that we're talking about. So Mm -hmm. you just said them, Stephanie. So what are the ones for the Lifetime movies? So bed, wed, or dead, John Core, Michael Xavier, and Rob Mays. Okay, go for it. What would you do? Um, I would bed Michael Xavier. Okay. Wed John Core. Okay. And sorry, Rob Bays, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I am having a hard time because I kind of want to do bed John Core, wed Michael Xavier. But mm. sorry, guy. <laughs> sorry, Rob. You're dead again. That's the okay. one I know for sure. But if I wed John Core, I would totally get that vineyard. <laughs> This is true. What do you get with Michael Xavier? You get old antiques. And a lawyer. (laughs) Ooh, that's true too. Okay, so I'm going to go John Corbett, Michael Xavier Wood. Because you need a lawyer more than you need a winery. (laughs) Well, and uh, John Corbett and I could just stay friends and I could probably get some wine off of that later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, will you come visit me and John in our picturesque winery in the mountains? Yes, see this works out perfectly <laughs> and you and michael could be our lawyer yeah and it's all good we're okay. like the couple in that movie you're watching today. <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like christmas yep <laughs> so the next one was christmas on wheels with tia sir and i think his name was michael xavier yep another bleh. yep 
Okay, things we didn't like or thought were confusing since there isn't really much else to talk about with this movie. One, they have these triangle trees down Main Street and they were were referenced a couple of times. They're like, these aren't Christmas decorations, these triangle trees. And they're like, they're trying to be modern. And I legit thought they were like construction, scaffolding, like something to hold things up. They did not even try to make this look like trees. I literally saw them talking about it in two separate occasions. Mm-hmm. And this movie like really struggled to catch my attention, keep my attention. And on two separate occasions, I saw them talking about it. And I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I could not see them in the shots. I didn't understand it. I was like, what are they talking about? Because they le- they legit look. They're two I mean, by they're fours. Really, yeah, they're two by fours made into a triangle. And it's and not even white. Your, well, they're white, but they're not even your typical Christmas tree shape. Nope. It's like a right angle that's sitting on the ground. And then they have the connector to make yep. it a triangle. So I was like, what is this? And then I finally got it, I think, on the second or third mention of them. I was like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be. I didn't get it until, spoiler alert, she gets trees to replace them herself. She just goes and gets trees. Oh, yeah. And she stuffs these trees in her Mini Cooper, not on top, strapped up like a normal person. Twelve. But stuffed inside of her Mini Cooper. (laughs) Twelve trees stuffed inside of a Mini Cooper, guys. They couldn't even see each other in the front seats. No, but you could see straight out the back window, a straight through the back door windows. I, <laughs> I was like, sense? y'all did not even make an effort. Like you could have just stuck some more branches out the sides when they drove off. You could have glued some branches to the window so it looked like it was full of trees. But they didn't even do that. Like literally, it's like they taped branches to the backs of the seat so it was shooting out between them to the point where you can't even see the guy sitting mm-hmm. next to her. And and then in the back, they just left it back all empty. <laughs> I was so irritated by this scene. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. And it was just confusing. They're towing the car. You could have put the 12 Christmas trees on the bed of the tow truck. That would make too much sense. <laughs> the, the production on this was not fantastic because there was also a fake snow slip, which I mentioned to you, where basically, because they shot this during the summer, which we know was not a surprise during these Christmas movies. And so it's normally fake snow. And normally it's like blankets of like fabric looking type stuff, you know? Yeah. And you can see when she's walking on the sidewalk into her house, she steps into the fake snow and it sticks to the bottom of her shoe and it lifts up. Yeah, you saw this. I did not pay attention to this. I and don't you just think- you see it lift up and then flutter back to the ground. I'm like, well, that probably should have been edited out. But you know what? This isn't high budget. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> not great. I'll say a plus. I really liked the guy. <laughs> Like his personality, the character? No, just him, the the actor. Oh, because I like her as an actress. And I, I mean, I get the, like, I, I like both of them. So she was in a Lifetime one last year called like Christmas 9 to 5 or something. Oh, I definitely didn't see that. But I like, I mean, yeah, I like both of them as actors. Story, I just wasn't crazy about. And there was something big missing that you noticed. Uh, there was no kiss in this movie. Mm-mm. So I'm guessing this is COVID related. 
because I have never seen this happen. Now, I will say that I did really enjoy the last scene where you think you're going to get a kiss. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought it was really well done. They're like in front of the headlights of the car with the Christmas lights in the background and blah, blah, blah. And he dips her. Definitely no kiss. No. And I was like, Stephanie, was there no kiss? I like was like, did I miss it? Because I was not paying attention. Yeah. And she wasn't the only one who messaged me that either. So... (laughs) Lifetime, people noticed. (laughs) Well, and I've got to say, what was the movie, The Crafty Christmas? Was it where she covered up the face? Yeah. That they didn't really have to kiss? I prefer a dip that's like super dramatic over a covering up of the face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did see also an article. I couldn't get it to open, but I saw the headline and I saw the picture that Lifetime was using plexiglass in between kisses. And it had, you know, the plastic glass in between the two people and they were kissing it as if they were kissing each other. How does that work? I don't know. And I don't think everybody utilized that because when we get down to the Christmas edition with Carly Hughes and Rob Mays, I saw that in their live, someone asked them how they felt about kissing during COVID. And she's like, well, we were in a bubble. Like I knew everywhere he was because I was there. So I didn't mind kissing him. So I'm pretty, they didn't use the plexiglass. So I don't know. I guess, I mean, it's up to, you know, everyone, their comfortability and safety. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that they are getting tested probably every single day. Yeah. You know, to make sure that if there's somebody who does have it, that they're getting them separated from everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I need to look up this article because I think this plexiglass thing would make for a really awkward. It looked awkward. Yeah. I don't know how you clip that out either because it's not like it's green screened. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, are we ready to rate this thing? Yep. Okay. Well, I gave it all threes because once again, it was okay. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. All threes and nonsense. The set I gave three, which would have been four, except for the stupid triangles. I did like a lot of the set. Like their home was really homey. And I liked the whole car. Like I liked the look of the car, which was basically a set in itself. Yeah, the car was nice. But for style, I gave it a three. Storyline, I gave it a two. Just really because this dragged on for me. I did not care. I was not invested in this really at all. And then Christmas, I gave it a four because there was a ton of Christmas. For you, I didn't feel it. How could you not feel it with all the antiques that she was like selling away? I don't know. I just, it did not catch my attention. Well, I don't remember much Christmas. So, all right. Next. <laughs> Next. You're done with that oh. guy. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about that movie. I just remembered that her uncle was a violin music teacher. I was like, another violin. Dude. We need violin bingo. I'm telling you, I I am amazed at how many violins there are this season. I've never seen so many violins in my life. Neither. And I don't know why they're all violins. Like people can't play other instruments. I don't know. What about a fiddle? Throw in a fiddle. Looks like a violin, but it's not. That's for a very country Christmas. (laughs) Actually, one of the old, what's that one time for me to come home for Christmas? Somebody plays the fiddle in that, I think. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Moving on now, officially, to the Christmas edition with Carly Hughes and Rob Mays. It was fine. Not my fave. I do think it was better for me than the other ones. I was more interested in her, you know, how she ends up getting to Alaska and those sorts of things. But Mm -hmm. after that part, I kind of like, after she starts doing, making the changes with the paper, it goes downhill for me from there, except for her singing, which was beautiful. Beautiful, but brief. Very brief. Yeah. This was the best Lifetime movie of this weekend. Yeah. I won't say by far, but marginally. (laughs) 
Agreed. And I thought it was cute how she kind of turned this paper around. But it was funny because she gets interviewed in the movie by a reporter. And they're like, what are you going to do after Christmas? Because their whole success hinges on Christmas. And I'm like, you know, that's a good question because I don't know what she's going to do when she doesn't have all this Christmas stuff to write about. Well, I had this conversation with you about Christmas on the Vine, right? That's Wasn't true. that the one where I was like, you're like making you're making a new blend and this guy's agreeing to, you know, distribute your wine because of this new blend that is a Christmas blend. So therefore, nobody's going to be drinking it for a year. Yeah, but I think it's a little different because with all that Christmas stuff, that was just to show that to get someone's attention that wanted to distribute their wine and they ended up getting someone's attention. But with this one, it's like you have to keep your reader's attention. It's not like they were looking for somebody to buy them so they can get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? To make it look profitable. So I thought that was funny because, you know, it's always a question you have with these Christmas movies. Like, well, yeah, you you put on all the Christmas stuff and you're popular, but what do you do after that? Yeah. And then I thought it was funny that Rob Mays is the same character basically (laughs) in this movie as he was in My Christmas Inn with Tia Mori Hardrick from a few years ago. It was a Lifetime Christmas movie. It was set in Alaska. He was the guy who picked her up from the airport, you know, all that jazz. So clearly Lifetime likes him as an Alaskan man. Yeah, I guess I could see him as an Alaskan man. I don't feel like people from Alaska, well, men, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what women from Alaska <laughs> look like. I don't know what men from Alaska look like, except I guess except for Sarah Palin. I do know what she looks like. <laughs> Oh, man. I did not find him very attractive. And I was like, I don't understand what she sees in you. I mean, except for the fact that you can glass blow some ornaments. (laughs) He's very talented and creative. And he was very helpful for her. She's not used to that. He did. He did try to make her do the stuff, though. Yeah, he pushed her out of her comfort zone to like live life. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. So that was nice. That was something I wrote down that they seemed like adult characters. There wasn't any dumb misunderstandings. They talked about things, you know, they acted maturely. Yeah. Well, and I felt like this is kind of a spoiler. At the beginning, I mean, at the end, where the conflict is kind of her deciding, does she stay in Alaska or does she go back home? Mm -hmm. And Marie Osmond's character asks him about selling it because he technically owns the paper. And he says, I'll do whatever she says. And I felt like, oh, that's great. Like... Normally, what would have happened is what you're talking about, where he finds out that maybe she's going to leave or that she she says something on the phone about leaving and then he assumes that she's leaving. And then it's like this stupid. Yeah. And then argument. he's like, you can have this. And then you could just have the paper. You know, I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just going to sell because you're not going to be here when you don't know the full story. Yeah. But instead, he knew she was a smart woman who could, like, run her own stuff. And he's like, I trust her decisions and I want to let her decide stuff. I was like, you go, man. Yep. I liked that part, too. So this is kind of off topic, but I can't get this thought out of my head. Did she remind you of Tiana from Princess and the Frog? I mean, I didn't think about it, but now that you're saying that, kind of. Because she kind of has like this 20s vibe about her with her hair and especially her dress at the end. Yeah, I was going to say the dress at the end definitely was. So I'm like, she reminds me of Tiana because that movie is set in kind of the flapper era and Carly was definitely rocking kind of a flapper-ish style. Yeah. It was sometimes overly sparkly. You mean her earrings that were basically the size of her head? Well, that and her sparkly dress and the sparkly tree. It, it was like, have you seen those um, pictures sometimes? They're like what it looks like for people with astigmatism when they're driving. 
Yeah. And it shows all the lights kind of glaring. Yeah. That's what it looked like on the screen. And I was like, whoa. It was so bad. And I was like, wow, this is really poorly filmed because usually like they fade out so that they're bigger, soft balls of light, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're like blurred in the background or something like that. But this was like a star coming from every light bulb on the tree. Yeah. It was very distracting. I was like, whoa. I did like her dress, though. It was really pretty. Oh, yeah. It was very pretty. The whole scene was kind of funny with her slow motion, like, oh, you know, moment. But he's in awe of her. Yeah. Which nor- those are normal, the normal scenes, but the slow motion and kind of how it was shot was just kind of funny. So I have a comment to make. Okay. About the kiss at the end. Ooh, all right. Okay. So, you know, I'm not a fan of these public kisses. Nope. So they don't do a technically public kiss, but I loved that the friends in the village or what town or whatever were like peeping around the corner looking at them. And then as soon as they started kissing, they were like, oh, yes. And they like slowly moved back and like scooted their way out to give them privacy. I loved that kissing scene. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> that is cute. The one scene Carrie likes. I know. Well, no, I liked I I liked their snuggle when he took her up to look at the stars thing. Oh yeah, that was sweet. That was like middle of the movie. It wasn't towards the end. No. So it it was cute. Yeah. And I liked the whole party at the end. I just liked the way I did not like that paper from the outside, but the inside of that paper was really cool. And I'm not talking about the physical paper, guys. I'm talking about the building. Where they make the where they make the paper, but it was really cool. It kind of reminded me of the Christmas bow music shop. Oh yeah, it did. It was pretty inside. I liked it. Like even when she first arrived there and they went in, I was like, "Whoa, this is a nice space." Yeah, and they made it really. I I loved all the trees and everything that they did for like the party, the Christmas party. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Are we ready to rate this thing? Sure thing. Okay. So I was apparently very lazy whenever I was writing these ratings because I gave this all fours. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least it wasn't all threes. This is true. This is true. All fours. And I feel like I should say love, but I don't know that I want to rewatch it. So it's probably still a nonsense. By the way, I don't think we did love or nonsense on Christmas on Wheels, but I'm fairly sure we all know I was a nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, at least. But I gave it threes, except for the Christmas one. I gave a five, mostly because of the party at the end. Um, Hmm. They did a lot of unique activities. And I liked the fact that he was like doing the glass blowing and making ornaments. I thought that was really cool. Like you don't ever see that in a Christmas movie. No, it was pretty cool. They're trying to teach us about glass blowing. Yeah, but I the rest was just fine. It was fine, but not a fave. No. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up our lifetime reviews. Woo! Yay! And now we're going to switch over to our Hallmark movies. So stay tuned. Listen to the next episode. <laughs> I was about to say, not stay tuned right now. Yeah. Let it keep going okay. to the next. <laughs> so subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. And our social media yes follow us on facebook and instagram at love and nonsense podcast talk to you later bye